Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so excited for our third annual Valentine's Day event. February 13th from 5 to 7 p.m. We cover the East Coast. We cover Australia. That'll be on Sunday at noon there. And then obviously our Angelinos will be starting at 5 for happy hour. We are so stoked. This is a global date night. So brace yourself for a super sexy evening. Yeah, we're going to start off with Mikey B doing an intro into erotic sensual talk. And then we've brought in our a sommelier to do a special wine tasting and pairing with some food play for you guys. And then we're just going to like open it up and have a live hang and any questions you want to ask the experts or us, hear some shares from you guys. It's going to be a really, really fun, fun event. And we're just so excited. Pussy, pussy, it's going to be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked and For Your Wellness. We're recording. We're We've recording. got Abby Chaffield. Abby Chaffield's in quarantine. She was bored enough to come back on air with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so ex- I'm so excited to be back with you guys. I like I see your Instagrams and I'm like, man, we should have fun with the girl. I'm so sad that I, I haven't met you all yet. You're gonna come meet us one day, and it's gonna be epic. And Sugar will throw a sex party in your honor. You just read my mind. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yes, Katie. Oh, that's. I actually have fulfilled your vision, Katie, ready to go for you when you're ready to be the body paint model. Okay, so Abby, one of my new fantasies is to be is to go to a one of their sex parties with like their play parties with their friends who they like to have sex with, and what I'm going to do is um, have myself be painted naked. And everyone knows that they can not touch me, but they can look. And I'll like walk around and party like a mystical being. That's super hot. I love that. Like no one can touch, but they can look off. That's so hot. I'm obsessed with that. Oh my God. It's like... It's like being in like the, the sushi, like, you know how in, in Sex in the City has just a sushi on her body? Like, it's yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. but like no touchy. It's very hot and very it's much. No touchy. No touchy. No touchy here. No touchy here. Touchy here. Touchy we here. should actually touchy here. paint that on Katie's butt. It's like, oh, no, no touchy. <laughs> so we should do this for my winter wanderlust play party because it's going to be, mm-hmm. my house is going to be decked out like the North fucking pole. <gasps> And everyone's in white and sparkles and glitter and sequins and 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 gemstones and sh- sh- whatever. And I was thinking about it. And how dope would it be to have white black light body paint? Ooh, Ooh. on Katie. Do we have one that like? Oh, it would look. We like, have like, to, I think we, we should encrust her. Like glowing. Yeah, should black light like a black yeah. light. Would be yeah. glowing, like, like a crime neon. scene. Like, like you know, on a crime scene. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think we should encrust yeah, Katie's nipples with diamonds as well. Yeah, Ooh, I agree. Dazzle your nipples with diamonds. We can get yeah. diamond tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Sounds great. I had flip sequin pasties for one of our last parties, and everyone was obsessed with them. They're pretty dope. Wow, obsessed. So, Abby, do you want to come to one of our play parties in the near future? <laughs> I mean, I'd love to if coronavirus wasn't fucking <laughs> in your country. Jesus, fuck. Can you guys stop wearing masks or what? Like, <laughs> right? what the 
fuck? I'm well, so we've like, been, we've had no cases. We have literally yeah, like, we've had no new cases in like, we've had, I think we had 10 new cases Australia-wide today. In my state, we've had none for like two or three weeks. Well, wow. And, and you're still like crossing the border from three hours from your house and you are two weeks in quarantine. And that is yeah. why you have 10 cases. Oh, I don't yeah. know why they don't make yeah. people quarantine coming into LA. We're, we're so fucked here. But It's okay. actually fun. I mean, I, I have a friend who lives in New York and he's such a New Yorker. So he like thinks he's right about everything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like He's like, like a 45 year old New York man. And he, <laughs> and he messages me and he's like, How's everything going in Australia? And I'm like, great, babe. Like, things are back to normal. Like, we get no cases. No one's dying. I've had death in, like, weeks. Like, it's sweet. And he was like, yeah, but because Melbourne. Have you heard about what's happening in Melbourne? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Melbourne is, is the capital of Victoria, and they had um, a huge, huge, like, uh, spread going on. Well, yeah, an outbreak. But it actually was only, like, at, at its peak, I think it was, like, 400 cases a day. But that was like we were all losing our shit, right? And yeah. for 172 days or something, they were in their houses. No one was allowed to leave. It was like the biggest lockdown in the whole world. But now they have zero cases. Now they're all back to normal, right? Now all the businesses can yeah. open, all the bars can open. Like we, even in Queensland, we've had where I'm from in Brisbane, we haven't been able to stand up in bars since March. Like we can't stand up. We have to always be sitting down. Can you guys stand up in bars? Wait, we, st- we can't even be in. No, we can't even be inside. We have to only inside. We can't. The only like bars and restaurants are only open outside in LA, at least in LA. In, in oh, Michigan, no. where my family lives, the bars have been packed with like no masks apparently. So really, see, we literally it, there's like been new rules, and the latest rule in Queensland we can stand up and have a drink, where it used to be had to be sit down, logged in with the QR code, everything. But in Melbourne, anyway, he was like. How's everything going? Like, it's really disgusting the things happening in Melbourne. And I was like, no, it's not. Are you fucking kidding? Like, everyone, even though it's awful, they're like, we're, we're getting out of this. And they had like, I think, like four deaths or something in that time. Wow. And I'm like, it's, it's just like everyone here is just so, it's so crazy how bipartisan it is in the US. Like, over mm-hmm. here, it's not about politics at all. It's like, you're a dickhead if you're not wearing a mask. Like, like right. yeah. what are you doing? Like, they were like, say they house one hour a day and within five kilometer radius of their homes. And if you were caught, it was like a thousand dollar fine. Like it was wow. just, like, and everyone just did it. And now they're completely fine. Now all the bars and everything are open. Everyone's cheering. So hopefully you guys soon. Oh, we want to be there yeah. with you. I'm, 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 I'm going to take you up on your marriage proposal, Abby. I'm moving to Australia and I'm going to live my best life with you. I'm, and, I'm in. I think it's time. At the very least, once coronavirus is over, you'll have to come and stay with me in Sydney and come and yes. have a couple oh. of weeks. Australia is the only continent I haven't been to. <gasps> really? Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yep. Do you like yep. the beach? That's pretty much all that we can do is have to go to the beach and drink. Amazing. I mean, that's pretty much all I want to do. And do below yeah. average drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, scary. Count me in. <laughs> okay. Since we have Ask Abby oh, in the studio, fun. I want to do our VIP question. Okay. Yeah. Abby, so we're, this is our holiday episode, and we're just really shooting the shit with Abby Chatfields. <laughs> so we so, we'd start off the episode lightly by talking about fentanyl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fentanyl, gas, politics, Recapping the year, <laughs> but there will be dildos and, you know, porn and all stuff included later on. The best. So. <laughs> 
This was a very metaphoric intro. What? This was a very metaphoric intro from the year. It really was a recap. And here we are now. Because last time we saw you was really March. It was the beginning of all of this. And now we're in... Almost December. And, yeah, because you know, Abby was originally you were going to actually be in LA, yeah, and then you know the world ended, and then you didn't come. I think we even thought. I think I even thought at that point I might see you in June for my birthday. I think honestly, yeah. like, we were like, oh, yeah. we <laughs> like it can't last <laughs> longer than a few months, right? Oh, we were all in denial. Oh, we just oh, didn't know. Little did no, these clips know. know. Little did these clips. Still a little clips. So we have a VIP membership called Clit Talk Confidential, and they are submitting us questions now. So the question is, how would you deal with being in love with someone who isn't the best in bed? Mm. Abby's Abby's jaw just dropped. (laughs) It's a good good question. Okay. it's fucking complicated also i am like seeing someone and i hope he doesn't listen to this because he listens to everything that i do because he's so proud of me but i'm like i know but sometimes i'm like leave me alone let me let me me broadcast to the world without you knowing about it you know what i mean like i don't fair enough and he's and he's not a very good kisser Mm. and i and i was i was talking my podcast about it but i asked it as a listener question <laughs> I had a guest Abby, on. I've totally, I've totally done that on this podcast before. Yeah, I'm like Susan you. from Susan from Australia wants to know why she got gonorrhea in her asshole. I'm always like, Hi, Abby, love the podcast. Anyway, like it's always like perfect. I like, love you, and I'm like, yeah. Anyway, there's like, anyway, he's not. He's not the best kisser, but I think it's because we're having some issues with blah blah. blah. Anyway, someone DM me with an answer, which is what the goal was the whole time. And okay. I think, I think for me, I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to sex, anyone could be good at sex. It's more about like tension and touch and having and having anticipation, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think when you come down to it, you can get yourself off. You can get yourself off on any phallic object if if. You know, if you're a, if you're a straight woman, right, right. Like if a man just buys it, I heard this. I heard this um, thing from my, from someone who sent me this in, and they were saying that I don't know if you've heard about this, but have you got? Did you just fucking put up a vibrator vibrator to your face? She, yeah, she, I yeah, Oh, mine's <laughs> charging. Mine's, my bush is charging over there. We should have my charging. But basically, she was saying. Like TikTok, and it was this person saying this couple's counselor saying that you should have introduced a very, very slow touch, like put away like an hour and a half with your partner. I feel like Sugar's already done this. I feel like Sugar has <laughs> done everything for some reason. I'm like, she's just, she's just too much. I can't look at her. Um, I, but like, put away like an hour and a half with your partner or whatever, obviously, phones away and everything, and start out touching each other in non sexual areas. And but spending five minutes each and doing it for like if you're touching the person, it's for your pleasure, it isn't for their pleasure. And you're kind mm. of exploring and then they're back and they're yours. And then eventually you get after like an hour of build up and you'll be like dripping wet and their dick is throbbing hard if it's a straight couple or whatever the fuck. Everyone's everyone's got blood in their genitals at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, engorged. yeah, everything's engorged. Everything nipples are engorged, everything's going on. 
Um, and then you, and then you start the form sex. And I feel like it would really heighten the experience. I mean, that's more for helping the sex out. I think you can teach someone though, no? If you're in love with them, surely you can teach them. But that was my advice that I heard that I would show everyone because I was like, that's wild. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say is something that um, the erotic blueprint. So the erotic blueprint is created by this woman named Jaya. And there's basically seven different sexual archetypes. Like, I don't actually believe that someone can be bad at sex. I, I think some people are compatible and not compatible. But I do think if you can educate yourself on your on your sexual archetypes. So there's a free quiz that she offers. We are not affiliates of her. I'm like giving her. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Yeah. And <laughs> me too. My like half my inbox is Jaya. Yeah. Yeah. I love. She's great. I wish she's great. We're gonna get her on the show one day. Um, but you know, if you can learn your sexual archetype and learn your your partner's sexual archetype and educate yourself on, I do believe that if you want to have good sex with someone that you're not naturally compatible with, you need to be GGG. You need to be good giving and game. Love you, Dan Savage. Um, so if, you're, if, if you and your partner are both good willing and game, good giving and game, and you're willing to educate yourselves in what each other likes and willing to play into it. So it's like for me, for instance, I'm 50% kinky, which is very kinky. So, but it's not physical for me. It's all cerebral. And my partner was very uncomfortable with the fact that I wanted him to pretend like he was the ringmaster of a bunch of soccer dads who wanted to fuck the 16 year old version of me. And, um, <laughs> wow. Are we oh soulmates? Is something going on here? There's some trans specific moment going on here. There's one soul swim to two. You guys should really get married. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is my soulmate. No, but he but he was very uncomfortable with that fantasy at first. And also yeah. I had a fantasy of like I wanted to be like an up and coming escort and he was like the guy that fucked all the girls for the pimp, like that kind of stuff, you know? And that was my fa- like I'm into very taboo fantasies and it made him very uncomfortable with that. I love, like, up and coming. <laughs> I love up and coming. Like there's like there's like a certain level you can reach, like an up and coming active, up and coming escort. Everyone um, knows her name. She's an enigma. I'm Emily. I'm from Oklahoma. I lived a sheltered life as an only child, and I just want to make something of myself. For you want to be like a, like a Star Is Born version, though. Yeah, the attention. Oh, I literally put on a full costume, walk around the block, and knock on the front door. Like we are in full on role play now. But my point is, my point is, in the beginning. He was very uncomfortable with it. But when we learned about our sexual archetypes, he learned like he he was able to embrace it because he realized that it made a difference for me. And I was willing to embrace what made a difference for him, which is just, you know, regular sex, basically. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But but what was cool is it was like we both are we both care and want to give each other that. So I don't think that you can be bad in bed. You just have to learn what your partner wants. Mm. And be willing to give it to them and also be willing to stand up for what you need and discover what you need. That would be my answer. Yeah, it was better. I love it. Oh my God. I am obsessed with the Empress by Vush and vibrators a lot of times are too much for me. But the fact that this is a clitoral sucker has legitimately altered my masturbation experience. I love it because Ethan... (laughs) 
literally lifts up the hood and like sucks, puts it on. It's our new favorite toy to use in the bedroom because it's small too. So I can keep it on there while we're like, you know, doing it. I can't believe you both have said the word clitoral sucker. That's what it is. That's what it, is. <laughs> it even fits in a little purse. It's super clutch. So Clitorati, you get 65% off if you use our promo code CLITTALK. You're welcome. 65% off. That's fucking huge. 65 fucking percent off. It's a lot of fucking percentages off. Yeah. I don't know how we did that for you guys, but we did. <laughs> yeah. We, I don't know either. I want to give a little poly like twi- twist to this. So, yes. Um, I really like sex with, sex with uh, the silver fox is great. And it was one of the biggest things in the beginning of the relationship that had me fall in love so quickly was that. Um However, we've been together for seven years. And so we have sex about twice a week. I would say it's like a solid average, about twice a week. That's more than enough sex for a married couple. That is not more than enough sex for sugar. <laughs> however, no, she's, she's called however, me very upset about it on a regular basis. Oh well, it's so, it's so perfect that I'm in an open, committed, non-monogamous marriage, also known as just the poly lifestyle. And I... And I have other lovers. So like last night I was, I spent uh, the evening with two of my lady lovers who are in a relationship with each other, who I feel so privileged, honestly, to be brought into like a a women's couple. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, I'm like, this is such a, I feel privileged and honored. Right. So, so I had like a lady gang bang hang with them last night. That's amazing, lady gang gang hang. That is the thing I've ever done in my entire life. I love that. I I was there. I was there for like five minutes. What? I'm sorry, Katie. Was that your lady gang bang hang? What the fuck is happening right now? Well, both my lady friends know who you both are, and they know that we're yeah. launching our merch. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, Katie. You know, executive producer Clip Talks calling me. It's probably about the merch. So like, take it take it before we get into things. So it was fine. They were in support. In fact, they were in the room when I was on the phone weighing in on some of the conversation about the merch. Oh my <laughs> like, God. which one should I order? So anyways, the point is what I was sharing is that um, for a lot of time, and you've heard my journey, listen, Clitorati, during the beginning of COVID, I was sharing a lot of frustration sexually, you know, like my partner got knee surgery. And so it was like, Oh, great. So not only do I I have sex twice a week, but now it's going to be on top for the next 20 weeks, right? (laughs) I was like faced with like having to have this breakthrough that had been like a breakthrough, I feel like, in a making. Like this breakthrough has been needing to happen for like since we started this podcast where I just take the pressure off of my partner of like needing Mm. to fuck me all the time, you know? (laughs) Honestly. And actually allow myself to be poly. You know, so what that conversation mm. looks like is, and like in a non-emasculating way, is um, creating structure with my partner. So I just had a straight conversation with him. I was like, how many days a week would you like to have sex? He's like, like two. I'm like, I figured. But we're averaging that. <laughs> we're batting that. That sounds solid. I'm with you. I'm enrolled in that number. I, and he was like, how, much, how, much, how many days we did this week would you like to have sex? So I was like, at least three, which leaves us with, an op, with, I think, a really great option on the table. How about one day a week I have, you know, a sugars night out? And that can look like I go hang out with my lady friends and bang them or any one of my other lovers that are in our close community of friends. Because for me, it's not about like I'm uh, the sex being good with my partner. 
it's about the quantity in which I need sex. So if I start, sex gets, here's where sex gets bad with my husband. When I start trying to have him do it with me more than he's really desiring. Mm. So he actually says, I need space to get like, to desire sex. Like, mm. yes, like I only need it twice a week. And then I'm, but if I have it three or four times a week, there's no space for me to want it. Mm-hmm. So this was something I really discovered during COVID times here where it's like, well, that's, I can't keep me trying to keep changing that about him is driving me insane. Mm-hmm. So rather than trying to change him wanting to have sex more, why don't I just say, oh, okay. And I mean, I can do that because I'm poly. If you are not in a poly marriage, like. But, but there actually is a through line in what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. even if someone is not poly, really what you're pointing to, Sugar, is that you, you were, you had the conversation with your partner. You learned what he wanted. You were okay with that. And then you adjusted to take care of yourself. Now, it doesn't have to be like, you know, you don't have to be poly to do that. But like, you can take care of yourself in many different ways. So it's like, mm-hmm. learn, like being okay with where your partner's at is really, I think, the through line of what you're saying that anybody can apply to any sort of relationship. I think being being with where your partner's at, I think, you know, I want someone in the crowd must be here thinking like, well, what about masturbation? Don't I already do that one to two times a day every other day. Yeah. So it's not just that. There is something right. around the sex. So it's like the question is if you are in love with someone who's not that good of a lover. One of my really good friends who's been uh, poly for seven years said to me, she goes, I have don't have the best sex with my primary partner. I have I have decent sex with my primary partner. I she goes. I have way better sex with my like other lover. With so, her are you basically telling us we're all screwed if we're not poly? Is that what you're saying? I mean, you're really selling the poly thing on me, babe. I know. <laughs> I know. I I'm like, so are you? Am I fucked? Because I'm not poly. Well, I am a little poly. I don't think you're. Sh- I don't poly. Sh- I'm not. And I think, you know, if you're in love with someone who isn't the best in bed, you just have to ask for what you want and have that mm-hmm. open communication, like we said before. Um, yeah. And Abby, what you were talking about with like spending that time just holding each other and uh, the touch and everything is for um, whatever turns you on. My husband and I, our therapist is having us cuddle for like 20 minutes at the end of the day with no phones, no TV, no alcohol. And it has helped us in our communication so much where we're not fighting anymore. So I think that there's something to that like time unplugged daily. And she's having us do it 20 minutes. But it's like, seriously, we don't need to be like in therapy anymore because of it. So I think it really um, speaks to what you were saying. Um, It's very, very powerful. Oh, I was going to say, I think as well with the, with the touching thing, I think it's good to find out, um, how, because the focus on the touching thing is, you know, you touch selfishly and you can find out, I guess, a lot through how your partner touches you, how they want to be touched. So that makes sense. So it's like, I think while maybe they think you're a bad root as well. Like maybe, right. maybe they think you're bad in bed. Probably shouldn't have said root. Maybe they think you're bad in bed as well. Like maybe there probably just is a miscommunication and a clashing where maybe if you find out how they like to be touched and what they like and what they like doing to you, then you can be more open to it. And there's more of like an ebb and a flow rather than like, they're bad. I want this. They're not doing this. And if you right. get into how they're touching you and how they want to touch you, maybe that'll also improve it as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, yeah. And then it allows space to discover things about each other, which yeah. really is, is what is hot, you know, mm-hmm. when they are fresh. Well, when I, when I was on antidepressants, I couldn't come. I, I've been off them again. I've just been doing other things and going to more uh, talk therapy. But when I was on antidepressants, I was sleeping with a new guy. And I was like, I'm not going to come. So just do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, no, it was actually really hard. But but I, but I he was he was really good in bed. Like I loved sex, but I kind of was like, it wasn't like, a, it was kind of a giving up, but it was also sort of like a, maybe you'll press a button that I don't know. And I, because I, I know my path to coming. Like I know my path to orgasm. I know I do this for a certain amount of time. And then I think about this and then I, uh, then I go, and then I hold their shoulder while I hold their hip and I come. Like I know exactly. What, like I'm like I know exactly what the fuck is happening. But with him, I was like, well, just try whatever. Like we may as well because I'm not going to fucking come. So let's see what it actually feels good rather than me just doing the same pathways. And him doing what he wanted to do, like fingering me in this way, I didn't come still because Lexapro's a bitch. But it was like mind-blowingly a different feeling, just the way that he was fingering because I gave him that space to do what he wanted to do as well. So maybe mm. if holding, maybe you're kind of holding back on what they want to do, what they think could feel good, because they are seeing that pathway and just trying to get you there, but they're not realizing they aren't doing exactly what you need. So maybe yeah. there's yeah. more openness with the touching, and then they, you know, see what they want to that's, do. That's a great like tip it. because if you're like empowering your partner, if you're coming from like, oh, my partner's bad in bed, to empowering them and letting them do what they want, you they could surprise you and they could end up yeah. really good at that. Yeah, yeah, this is where I end up being really good. Yeah, this reminded me of two things that we were just taught. One is I've hair in my mouth. Isn't that sexy? Yeah, okay. this is really Hi. hot right now. Watching you pull hair out of your mouth. Is it? I have like a fur jacket on. I'm on a fur chair. Like I don't know what hair this is from, but there's like hair in my mouth. So, um, so this is reminding me of two things we were recently taught, which both are available in actually our VIP. Uh, uh, club now, which is the breast massage and mm-hmm. the uh, sensual dance. So Amy Batuski taught us the sensual dance, They're and really then um, Victoria uh, Redbar taught us the breast massage. And two, no, just- that was Asti Marie taught us the breast massage. Thank you, Elizabeth. And Asti. Oh, Asti. oh, you know Asti, yeah, Asti. Yeah, she's amazing. She we did we were on a have Oh, really? She reached out to us and her book is amazing. She's really good. When you come to Sydney, we'll have to all hang out because she lives in Sydney as well. Fuck yeah, we could have a girl gang bang hang. Just Mm -hmm. kidding. Katie, <laughs> come five minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I come for dinner no. before. <laughs> I'm joking. Because all of us will understand the consent. If it's all the girls, you can be naked, prancing around, and we can all have our fun. Katie, yeah. Do you want to watch? A, would you? Would you want to watch a girl gang bang hang? Or would that be like? Would that Wait, be cool it, for you? I think when when you said it's all women, I'm kind of like, oh, I would be like much more comfortable. That way. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Is there a potential for a girl gang bang hang? I'm I mean, sorry. I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, guys. I think once coronavirus, we should celebrate oh in some sort of fashion. This is the way. <laughs> when this coronavirus is, the is over, I'm coming to Australia and I'm having a girl gang bang hang with with you. When I can be with people again, I don't know what I'm what I'm Ladies. not opposed to. Katie, <laughs> you can at least have your fantasy lived out. You could. You could. Okay. Be, you'll be okay, walking around facilitating it. My clip. 
my clip. <laughs> this is the way. I never thought I never thought I'd quote Mandalorian, but there it is. This is oh the way. God. way. This is the way. Okay. So, anyways, back to breast massage and sensual Sorry. dance. This reminds yes. me exactly of what Amy Batuski was teaching us when she was talking about seducing an inanimate object. She's like, pick a chair, pick an inanimate object, and I want you to seduce it. And she's talking about the psychology of how we go into performance as women. So when we go to seduce a partner and we start to, right, we go, we do it for them. We start to get into a performance place. So by seducing an inanimate object, you're focusing mm-hmm. your attention on what feels good to you. And in doing that, it's actually speaking of the erotic blueprints, looking at energetic, people feel that energy. So if you bring that actually into the bedroom where you're touching someone's leg or cock or pussy or face in a way where it feels good to you, that translates, that pleasure translates. And then with the breast massage, so I did this on Halloween at a Halloween party. People were talking about having... Uh, healing trauma. It was a very interesting Halloween party. Some people were talking about healing trauma. Thank you, darling. I just got to the middle class. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Healing trauma. I just want Why you to empty? know. It's so sad that for me. I, I sent a text roommate. for white wine to my wine before, to my white wine, to my husband before we <laughs> pressed record. And so that was oh very, God. I was like, he missed it. There's no way it's going to happen. And that just happened as I'm sharing. So that was perfect. So I'm at this Halloween party and this group, I come outside, this group of people is talking about how they just went through this trauma and talking about like, just like their heart chakra. And I was like, oh, well, speaking of heart chakra, I don't mind if I do here. I just learned a really great technique called the breast massage. And it's supposed to like open your heart chakra. And they were like, oh my God, guide us through it. Through it. So I'm with a woman and like two men and everybody decides to do it, including the men. And we're doing the breast massage, which the whole technique, there's a how-to video in the in the VIP club, is like tickling and rubbing yourself slowly in a clockwise motion, like around your boobs in one direction, right? And then the other way after a couple minutes. And so we do it. I open my eyes, like when I'm done, like kind of leading us through this, there's another woman, her 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 partner, who's a man. They're like, that was amazing. The guys are like, I feel like I learned how to touch for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was like a really woke yeah. group of people too. But yeah. Like, yeah. The men were like, I didn't think to touch my own breast. Like I didn't think to touch myself that way. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's like, it's so under, like it's so underrated. Like just the idea of just actually touching somebody or Katie, like you're mm-hmm. saying, cuddling with yeah. Ethan. Mm-hmm. No, I, I had a, I had, um, when I was studying Tantra and, and, um, they taught my partner how to give me a proper tantric massage. I had an orgasm just from breast, just from a breast massage. Really? A full on orgasm. Yeah. Like it's powerful shit. That's beautiful. (laughs) What is up, Clitorati? We have a Valentine's Day event, February 13th. It starts at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So our Aussies will be able to join us on Sunday on actual Valentine's Day. And our East Coast will be able to have a awesome Saturday night. And one of the things we're going to be doing is sensual food play. And Sugar mm-hmm. has something to share with us. I definitely do. I was uh, coined the term kinky sugar dom. So if that says anything to you all, sensual food play has had me completely transform my relationship to food and my body. And boy, have I had a conversation about that. So I just really invite you to let go of your association food play and really see the opportunity inside of pleasure positive conversation 
and it's super sexy. Um, I did get one of my really good friends to put his hands behind his back with me and take a bite out of a four layer birthday cake because everyone was like vegan and gluten-free. So no one wanted this like sugary, like unhealthy cake. So him and I went up to it and he had never done food play and I've had all this transformation with it. So I was like, Oh, like I need to convert him. So we put our hands behind our backs. I look at him in the eyes and I took a bite out of this four layer cake with my mouth. And we were, it was so naughty, but it was also super healing. And that is the moment when we, when I was coined the term kinky sugar dom. So. Okay. Kinky sugar dom. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. We're going to start with the Mikey B workshop with uh, essential erotic talk going into the sensual food play with a sommelier and wine tasting. It's going to mm. be a blast. And then it'll be an after party with the, with the clits and all of our clitorati. Mm. So join us February 13th in we look forward to seeing you there. So what's your new merch? Wait, uh, first of all, first of all, I want to talk about your merch, Abby, because your merch is so cute. Oh, yeah, your merch is next level. I, I messaged Abby and I was like, where the fuck did you get your merch from? Because it's so cute. <laughs> it's like pink, cute, tie-dyed. Yeah, it's like handmade and hand. It's it's hand dyed and sun dried in Bali, so it's like the most cool shit as well. Like it's made by a little family factory, and they half own the factory, and it's like it's so expensive wholesale, but whatever. So it's like it's like we have to wait for a sunny day to make the merch in Bali, which is almost impossible because Bali is constantly raining. So it's very like wholesome as well my merch it's really cute wait so but like but where they can get your merch on your website yes because your merch yeah. is i oh. like i'm gonna yeah, buy yeah. some abby Blackfield merch because oh it keeps selling out but when it doesn't sell out i'll send you guys some to the u.s but, um, yeah we love but, um but yeah it's like it's what is it it's lotpodcast.com but it's off the it's off the website right now because i only have my like blowjob mugged at the moment because so i keep i'm away and my pa is getting overwhelmed so i've got my glug it up mugs but how to wait get you have wait what are your blowjob mugs? mugs tell me about your blowjob mugs they just have a, they have a photo of me like this and like my tongue out it's like an illustration and it says glug it up because i had a episode about how to suck dick and i said just like glug that shit up so um that's like and it's like a thing now and they sold out it's not free time so i'm like are you oh my god so? I'm like, where are you using no. these mugs? Like, what the fuck? So we have mugs too, but we thought about like, what are some phrases, right, that people would want to see first thing in the morning? So we have mugs. We have a mug that says like, get your clit in the game. Love that. Like, Love that. Get your clit in the game. Um, yeah. We have another one that says like, big clit energy. Yeah, I like I that as well. Too. I like and then, wait, what is, what is it? I can't remember. What are the other we ones We have say? one that says, let your clit talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We've got one that's just covered in our super juicy lips. No, there's another funny Ooh. phrase. Oh, no, we have a sweatshirt. So we have a sweatshirt with our logo, but then down the arm. This is something that I said in an episode that um, I was like, slut shaming is out of style. Yeah, it is. That's where I love it's that. Just out of I love that. It's just out I of style. It. I love that. I'm keen to see your merch when it comes out. It's so stressful organizing merch. It's a nightmare. Yeah. So hard. It's so hard. It's all in my apartment right now. Like, it's my poor PA. I'm, I've been away for five weeks and I'm away for four more. And she's... Oh, you're, like, mailing it all out yourself. Yeah, because I just thought that would be a good idea for some stupid reason. And it's just been very stressful. <laughs> I know. I was like, it'll be fine. Sold out in eight minutes, but... 
Oh my god. No. No, no, but like, one of the, oh. <laughs> no, but one of the favorite things that we love about you is you you introduced us to Vush, who were yeah. like literally okay, That's can stuff. I tell you guys? Can I tell you guys a funny story about my Vush vibrator? Of course you yeah. can. Okay. So the clitoral sucker is like my favorite, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> because I have a small clit. We did an episode on the five different types of clit. So right next to my bed, I have like a de- like an Ikea desk and it's like kind of shallow drawers that I keep like all my naughty bits in. And um, the other night, my boyfriend and I were like, you know, we had a few glasses of wine and I'm like, get my bush vibrator out of the desk. And I like, I pulled the drawer like so hard that it, I broke my entire desk. She was just so desperate. She was desperate for that bush, just for that empress. I was I, so desperate for the oh empress. I've got, I I've broke got the drawer in my desk. I've started oh my to control my bush. I've started to use my empress and my clit and then put on the majesty and the highest power and put it inside me. That's what I've started doing. And I'm not mm. sure if I need to stop so that I don't get used to doing that. Mm. You know what I, I mean? mean? So the rose. So I used the rose and I was like, oh my God, it's so powerful. But then I didn't realize it starts on the most powerful setting, but then you can turn the setting down. Like oh. it goes down as you like change the settings. Yeah. And I couldn't find my clitoral sucker. So I used that one and it actually worked very well. But I broke my dust drawer and still never found my clitoral sucker. So I had to use oh. the rose, but it was still great. Is it lost? <laughs> Is it lost forever? No, it's definitely not. It's definitely somewhere. Just that, yeah. Oh, that's a sad thing to lose. Jesus. That's a really sad thing to lose. It's, it's so pretty traumatic. It's been, it's oh been traumatic God. for me. Wow. That's rough. Things. Well, it's so we compact and efficient and small and fits in your purse. Probably in your big bag or something. Yeah, it probably actually is. I take my vibrator out with me. The guy, the guy that I was saying up before, the first night that we met, there's, there's paparazzi photos of me. The first that I met him holding a vibrator up to his face, like within like ten or two hours, ten minutes after, because he used to be he used to be a presenter on like channel on like a um, I shouldn't say, but it was on on a, on a channel in Australia when I was a kid. I'd watch him on TV. And okay. oh, so was, we've, we've got like a daddy thing happening. No, 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 no. He's like nine years older than me. It's just, he, oh, was, okay, okay, he, was, okay. he was like the teenager on TV when I was like 10, right? Got it. Okay. And, um, and the when I first met him, so the first day we met, I, there's like a fucking giant pink bush vibrator in his face. So I'm like, and isn't that a beautiful photo if we end up working out? Oh, that's how first. <laughs> I was like, and I, he's like, why do you have it out with you? And I was like, in case I fuck someone tonight? What are you like, what are you talking about? And he was like, so you bring it out with you? And I was like, yes, dude. Like, are you fucking- I, okay, I've seen that picture before. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a paparazzi photo. And I've seen that. Like- I don't know how I've seen the picture before, but like I thought that you were like promoting, like it was like a bush like party, but I love your story so much more that you just had it in your purse no, I, just in case you fucked something. I had it with me. And it was after COVID. I had traveled for the first time and I I just met him. I'd met him literally a minute before. And I was like, oh, where's my lipstick? And he's like, is that a And I was like, yes, it is. I whipped it out and the paps came and I was like, fuck. But then I just leaned into it. I thought, now's the time to, to, to really lean into this. There um, we go. Oh my God. Yeah, it was I great. love it. Well, well, I love how you lean into everything, Abby. Like you're oh so, you've taken like your journey and turned it into like, you're the most beautifully unapologetic 
person that I've ever seen. It's so mm. inspiring. It really is. I think because I was just like, like I, I know I talked to this last time with you guys, but with The Bachelor, I was just like rock bottom. Like everyone in Australia hated me. So like, how bad can it get? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Bad, I'm like, fuck it. Who cares? Like everyone hates me. That's why I'm so like aggressive about American politics on my Instagram. I'm like, fuck it. Follow me then. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you have you heard about the new Bachelorette here in America? Like, how she like Claire, and then yeah. yeah. So I knew this. I had it. Wait, so what exactly happened? Like, I don't know. You can't can't talk about it. No, I just, I just knew this because, like, I don't. Someone, someone here who's a journalist told me that that was what's going to happen. But I don't know. Apparently, everyone hated Claire. I don't know. Poor thing. I don't know. I don't know. It was like crazy. Like she basically, like she quit mid season. Like that's she's never her one. Oh, she, and she was like, fuck you guys. I'm done. Yeah. And they got engaged. Yeah. She's, oh, like, she's the one. I was like, babe, just stick it out. Like maybe well, it's like three weeks in. She got engaged. Wow. Pass, dude. Like I'm no, I fuck that. Also like, <laughs> what if, what if he's an asshole? Like, but that sounds like, that sounds like love bombing to me. Proposing to someone after three weeks. I don't know. It's like narcissistic behavior. But I mean, you know, yeah. Tayshia is now the Bachelorette, and she's apparently better, and everyone's. But the issue is now, now everyone's saying but me, the Bachelor world, so fucking aggressive about it. But like now, everyone's saying that Tayshia is better than Claire. Now they're comparing the two women directly. And I just don't think it's really fair. Everyone's oh, that's like, not fair. Yeah, that's some. That's a bullshit. Yeah, it's a have you It's like they're this fucking women. They're so different. Wait, but if you yeah. were the runner-up on The Bachelor, like, I feel like in America, it's always like, whoever's the runner-up is the next Bachelorette. Is that not how it is in Australia? No, the girl who came fifth was Bachelorette. Um, uh, and um, the ratings were the worst it's ever been, so that's like... They should have picked you! <laughs> um, no, I'd never do it. Fuck that. I would never do it. I was, I was like, no, nah, I would never do it. It's too, it's too much. It's like, way too much pressure. Also, like... Yeah. Like the guys, they the guys like okay on the American version of The Bachelor, like you have what three hundred fifty million people to choose from. We have twenty million, and we're running out. Like the the blo- the guys on these series are just like abs- absolute bogans. Like absolute, just like they just they just not. Like I'm gonna send you guys a cast list after this, and you'll be like, you'll understand why. I'm like, I don't want to be on The Bachelor. Like being forced to one of them. Like I'm sure they're all nice enough, but they're not like. There's certainly no um, Tyler Cameron. You know Tyler Cameron? No. On Hannah Brown season, in the American season. Okay, I don't actually watch The Bachelor. I, I want to watch your season, though. I'm very mm. much want to watch it. But I can't find no, it. How do I watch the Australian season? You've got to get an Australian, you've got to get a fake and illegal VPN and commit a crime and then watch it on template. Okay, I'm done. I'm, I will yeah. do that. I will do that. I'm ready. I'm ready. What if you I'm ready to do it? I'm scared you're going to watch it and be like, she's a fucking bitch. I they fucking edited no. that shit. They, 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 we don't, we won't. But I'll be like, sister advocates watching you, like, yeah, Abby, you go. Yeah. 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 I did do beach humping. I told him that I wanted to fuck him. And that was like, People lost their shit. I was like, I really want to have sex with you. Then I humped him on a beach, like all wet and oiled up. And everyone was like, she's such a whore. And I was like, it's been three and a half months. I'm dying for him to penetrate me. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a long time. Oh, oh my God, that's funny. That's the longest time. Three and a half months. That's a long it's time. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this has been super fun. 
Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. You can back on my podcast again soon, but I'm holding out hope. Yeah. I'm holding out hope that it will be in person um, because apparently the vaccine. It would be so fun to do an in-person thing with you. I mean, even just to have a drink. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, like, we uh, just need to fucking hang out already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a drink. Like, uh, but I think hopefully I'm holding out hope. If it's not by February, then we'll do another online one. But if I'm, I'm hoping, I think we can we can do some sort of interesting. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm ready. To, I'm ready to tr- fucking. I usually travel a lot, and I haven't been able to travel at all. So like, I'm ready to come to Australia. Like, well, sign I, me the fuck up. <laughs> I think so. Apparently, we're opening borders to Japan. Soon and okay. New Zealand because Japan and New Zealand have like similar rates to us. So if you guys get your shit together, you may have to quarantine, but you can come in. I'm sure. I'm sure Scoma will let you in. I'll get my shit together. Let's do this. <laughs> we would love to see you in person. It'd be, so you know. It'd be fun. It'd be oh, fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Happy Chatfield, everybody. <laughs> Happy fucking Chatfield. We love it. All right, Clitorati. With that, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.